Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me, as always, are my good buddies, Eddie Guevara, Chuck Caputo, and his awesome wife, Sherry Caputo. What's hey, up, everyone? How you doing, guys? What's Hi. up? How are you? How's everybody out there? Oh, everybody is fantastic. <laughs> we are counting down to the Christmas, uh, the day of Christmas, man. We're getting close. We're, we're, we're getting close. Yeah, it's what, Tuesday, December 6th that we are recording this right now. Yep. So we're what, less than 20 days away. That's pretty cool, man. And I go on vacation from work in less than two weeks, so I'm happy about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Good. So, that is nice. So that is awesome. So I hope everyone out there has got most of their shopping done. If not, um, guys, we got some great stuff for you. If you are some of those last-minute shoppers or you got some people on your list that you just don't know, you know, who can I get for? What can I get for? They, they got everything. You know, they're like Eddie. They got seven of everything. Well, guys, we got some great sites for you to go to. And uh, I'm going to name a few here. So make sure you got your paper ready or re-listen to this podcast. We'll also have some of them in the show notes, too. But our first one is Stupid Comics Magazine. That's S-T-O-O-P-I-D, comicsmagazine.com. You know, we've been pushing this comic uh, since it first came out and we found out about it. It is absolutely fantastic. It is kind of a mix of far side and cracked all rolled into one uh, black and white. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, they are currently on issue number seven. There's eight total because they started with uh, zero. And I messaged Ski on our forum board uh, the other day. And he messaged back because we were all wondering what's going on with number eight. And he keeps saying there's there's stuff going on with it. So, you know, the millions of fans out there wanted to know what was going on. So this was his reply. He said, Stupid Comics Magazine will be back in an all-new digest size format. He said, smaller size, but still the same dumb laughs that only oh. one comics magazine can print. So for Stupid Comics Magazine, we'll see you next year in 2023. Also, look for something special coming from Mr. Ski himself. So we are absolutely excited uh, about that. Stay tuned to the podcast and the uh, the forum site uh, for updates on that. And as soon as we find something out, we will let everybody out there uh, know as well. Also, if you're like us and you like cool books about uh, magic and uh, mentalism and you know all, all kinds of stuff like that, mail order mystery stuff. This site is perfect. They got tons of books, you know, on psychics, Houdini, uh, SS Adams, you know, you name it. It's on there. And that is 1878press.com. Our buddy Dave Haversat runs the site. And uh, check it out because a lot of those books are on sale. And once they sell out, that's it, man. You, you'll find them for, you know, three, four times the amount on eBay. And you don't want to pay those prices when you could pay the uh, the good prices right on the uh on the website so make sure you check that out also if you're looking for some sea monkey stuff go to c-monkeys.com tons of sea monkey stuff there if you're a beginner or you just want to add to your uh to your sea monkey aquarium well this is the site to go to uh they also have some x-ray specs they have the invisible goldfish which you definitely want to check out 
some different aquariums. If you want to add some more sea monkeys to your your family, you know, you could get them there. You could get some extra food, all that good stuff. There's T-shirts. You know, just go check it out because there, there's too much to mention on here. And that's c-monkeys.com. Also, mymoviemonsters.com. This is your one-stop shop uh, for anything classic monster. And there's even some contemporary stuff on there, too. But it's home of uh, Scary Monsters Magazine and the newly released Castle of Frankenstein. Now, guys, you know, you might want to go to this website to order your magazine because uh, one of the distributors that they went through uh, closed down two of their sites. So there was... um. Kind of, there's kind of an issue with some of the distrib- distributions going to uh, Barnes and Nobles and some of the other bookstores. So if you don't see it at your local uh, bookstore like you usually do, make sure you raise a fit. Bring your your uh, pitchforks and your torches there, and, and tell them you want Scary Monsters magazine and you want Castle of Frankenstein. And once they kick you out for bringing that stuff into the store, go to mymoviemonsters.com and you could order everything there, plus all the back issues. And they got some really cool uh, toys at that site as well. Uh, so, you know, that, that's just some stuff, you know, that you could look at for, for Christmas time. Or if you want to send me, Eddie, Chuck, and Cherry some goodies from that site, you know, feel free to do that as well. So, all right. After pushing our uh, unapologetic uh, <laughs> uh, online stores to everybody, I'm going to turn it over to Chuck and Sherry and see what's uh, new with them. So what's up, guys? All right. Yeah, no, doing per- got back from a magic show, I guess, about two hours ago. I, I packed it up and uh, it went it went real well. And I just came home. Sherry made a batch of uh, gluten free cranberry orange muffins, cranberry orange oh. muffins. Yeah. So that was uh, that was that a treat. Good. I was really glad. And we got some other news. Uh, our son, Michael, who got married a year ago, he's 30 to his wife, Cassie. Uh, we are going to be grandparents. Oh, congratulations, grandma and grandpa. <laughs> so, so they're going to have a reveal coming up this Saturday, and Sherry will tell you a little bit about it. Go ahead. Son, Nick, our youngest one, is uh, having it, hosting it at his house. He's real excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's supposed to get the email that's going to reveal uh, <laughs> if it's a boy or a girl, a gender don't know our son nick <laughs> blabbermouth <laughs> but hopefully yeah i think he'll keep it under uh under wraps i hope so anyway we're gonna the way we're gonna do the reveal is chuck's gonna do some magic show, uh some magic um tricks yeah about four of them but at the end it's gonna be a champagne bottle nick will come out and they're gonna do like a champagne bottle popper type thing and um reveal if it's a girl or a boy yeah. is, is he coming out of the bottle no he's <laughs> gonna pull him by the ears out the bottle Here's your kid. Do that. <laughs> but it'll be a fun time with some family and friends well, congratulations you're having what any time they say a little bambino you know? i know <laughs> i can't wait oh i'm so excited oh. you know that's that's funny a, a buddy of mine he's uh he's having a, a kid this will be his his second kid and they are not they're waiting till the child is born to uh to see what gender it is they did everything you know the bedroom neutral and everything i said how could you guys not want to know man i would want to know (laughs) yeah i it's everybody's different i guess you know yeah Yeah, that would be that would be rough i mean we i mean we had to know right we found out through sonograms well we knew with the first one with michael the second one we couldn't tell through the ultrasound 
but we didn't have gender reveal uh, parties back then. This is something kind of new. Yeah, that's a newer that. thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. So this you is know, you know what it is? It's an excuse for them to get more presents. I think. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> and to so, eat. <laughs> yeah, what I was going to tell you guys is, you know, it's funny. Before you couldn't really tell a hundred percent, but a lot of people would put up like my cousin. I think she had where she thought it was going to be a girl or something like that. Oh. Sorry, a boy. And then what happened? I don't remember. This was a very long time ago. It was, uh, it turned out to be a girl. And I think she, you know, they got everything ready and yeah. they were wrong. They spent the, the, before it wasn't accurate like now. Now they can tell. You know what, though? Honestly, they did, she did a blood test that told the sex. So. Oh, wow. But they didn't never had that. We only went by the ultrasounds. That's why with Nicholas, we didn't know we couldn't see no. any parts. Yeah, that's the same. So way. yeah, now they're doing this blood work yeah. or, or gender reveal. It was uh, so they'll know in a couple of days. So uh, wow. Joe, what did you find out about when you had the twins? Oh, I I, I don't know. They, they bounced, man. They left. <laughs> <laughs> they left. They left. No. <laughs> Sherry, isn't there something where? Like if you're carrying, if a woman's carrying uh, the baby high, it means something. If it's carrying its low, it's it means a, another gender. I think that's what they think. Yeah, high, lows girl, or uh, honestly, <laughs> they say that the woman's um, butt would get wider if it's a girl. <laughs> so maybe that's I don't know. Who knows? But Lord, we'll thanks. see what happens. Yeah, all, all those <laughs> urban legends. Yeah, I know. If, if you have it on a full moon, it's a boy. Half a moon, it's a girl. <laughs> You know what we feel. As long as it's healthy, we're just thanking God. You know that that it'll just be healthy, and and uh, and Ka and Cassie will go through the pregnancy with no trouble. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah we'll be uh, sending out our positive vibes and prayers for oh, them. I appreciate Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Be healthy and and happy, and you know yep. have a, a small little one, and whether it's a single, a double, triplets, you know, know who knows that twins, do twins or anything run in your guy's family? Yeah. Both sides. Actually. My dad wow. was an identical twin. Uh, oh, my wow. dad and my uncle Jerry were both identical twins. And then on yeah. Cassie's side, Cassie's right? Cousins are twins, but honestly, they just did an ultrasound as well in there. Unless it's by, unless it's hidden, you never know. That's happened <laughs> before. Yeah. I tell you what, uh, another buddy of mine, he, uh, he, twins running his family and he's had nine kids with his oh wife and they want to go for number 10 i said dude Ooh. you're really pushing it man with those i said yeah. you get twins on number 10 i said you're in trouble i said you've Ooh. made it nine fine without twins or triplets yeah then, wow then I push it <laughs> wow he'll be in the poorhouse too man yeah That's, really wow. oh my yeah we he had got two. The, he we... got the youngest one in diapers and the oldest one uh is going to be getting married so oh my yeah. goodness yeah oh, we had crazy. we had two that was enough man i mean we were we were able to go on a little bit of a vacation with the kids and do some things and everything too it was good you know i have zero good. that's enough for me that's enough for <laughs> you got fur babies uh joe yeah, I've had plenty of those. That, that's enough. I, I, I can barely <laughs> deal with those. How old is your friend, Joe? What's that? How old is your friend? The one with nine kids? Yeah. Um, I believe he's 44. I think he's two oh, years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hey, and my other buddy that's that's having the, the kid where his wife's pregnant, he's 44 as well. Can you guys hear me good over here or no? Yeah, we could hear you. Yeah. Sure. Oh, no, no, because I, I, I was going in and out before. I wasn't sure. Uh. 44 that's kind of crazy for nine kids wow yeah, that's that's a lot yeah that that's that's kind of up in that age where you want to start relaxing you know from 
you know, from kids not having more. But yeah, I could. You know what? I couldn't imagine. You know, because kids play basketball, football, whatever, and you got to drive them around everywhere. I couldn't imagine. uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, we used to go to the cemetery, of course, and, and we used to play football with the kids and, and their friends and everything. I couldn't imagine doing that with nine of them. Oh, my God. No, yeah, it's it's crazy. It, it's, it's a madhouse there. But, you know, that's, you know, everybody, you know, some people want one or two, some yeah. want nine or ten, I guess. That's true. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, you know, uh, let me bring to the table real quick because we're getting, getting close to Christmas, and I want Joe Sin taking this because, uh, as we all know, Joe might have to go Bigfoot hunting soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, he couldn't get one last week and he got a trap with some cameras along the woods and he might get it this week. Right, Joe? Am I correct? I'm hoping. Yeah, I got to gotta bounce out of here in a few minutes to uh, head back to the woods to go Bigfoot hunting. You know, <laughs> well, either that or I'm going to smoke a cigar with a Bigfoot, you know, or, or <laughs> maybe go watch some TV with a Bigfoot. I, you know, I, I don't know, depending on what they want to do. <laughs> what I what I was gonna say to you real quick is I we had Al Ballops in the forum, uh, not only here on podcast once I think he heard it three times last week, and he was very intrigued with the fact that he wanted to hear the rest of Sherry. We had talked last week about old toys we had as kids, yeah, especially around the Christmas season. So I, I thought that we would just really quick ask Joe what were his favorite toys from the past, and Joe also very quick. Uh, we want you to put in the most you can, and then they want to hear Sherry. We oh, last week we cut off on Sherry, so she left the world waiting to. Oh, help. here you go, Sherry. Go ahead. You know, so here's your well, time. Let's so, talk with Joe first, because yeah, we have to go with Joe first. Yeah. Now. Okay, I'll go. I think my favorite toys that I remember from young were always uh, from Christmas that I always wanted, always waited for, and I still do. To this day, are are GI Joes. That was oh, yeah. always my Neat. my go to. I was a huge GI Joe fan of the the small figures, because um, I was a child of the eighties, and that's when the the uh, the small figures were were uh, very popular. Now the I think like the late sixties through the seventies were the twelve inch ones, but but the eighties were the three and three quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, figures so those are always huge i always look for uh gi joes and and masters of the universe he-man figures nice Th- those were always uh always at the top of the list and they still are you know so i still love getting gi joes for christmas but that was always my uh what i always asked santa what i always put on my my list and i can remember going to hill's department store man and running through to the toy aisle and it was just if anybody remembers hills they were oh, yeah. hills they had great. the best toy section ever it was yeah they were cool oh from floor to ceiling with with yeah. toys and i re- i still could you know vividly picture the gi joe section uh with tons of figures and, and what's funny is i still have dreams to this day you know regular occurring dreams that i'm in hills at the uh yeah. the gi joe <laughs> toy section so yeah, it's really cool, but that's what my uh, my go-to toy was for Christmas. So, Sherry, what was your – I'm interested to hear, what was your go-to toy when you were young? Uh, yeah, I was telling them I, I had a, um, a really unique uh, toy or whatever. It was called a showboat, and um, you would do plays, and they had little um, hard cardboard, uh, like – the Wizard of Oz or Cinderella, little figures, then you would have the script and you'd be able to like put on little shows. It had like the showboat was open uh, on one side and it looked like a stage. And uh, cause I always thought I wanted to be an actress. 
And then I wasn't really into like dolls too much, but the one doll that I really wanted and I did get was, I don't know if you know, uh, Chatty Kathy. She has a real big doll and you'd pull a string and she'd talk. Yeah, them. I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. And, but my, yeah. And then I was like, also like a tomboy as well. I enjoyed riding my bike. I got a really cool red and white bike for Christmas. It was a, yeah, it was gorgeous. And um, it was a two wheeler, you know, the big, I don't know, 27 inch. I don't know what you would call yeah, it. Yeah, probably 26. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed riding that as well. But I was always outside. I wasn't one to really play with Barbie dolls, maybe a little bit with my sister. She, she enjoyed them. And uh, so those are some things that I, I remember in, in childhood, my past. Sherry, nice. did, did you ever have that doll? Remember that when you cut off the hair, you could cut pulling it out and you were supposed to give it haircuts, but I'm like, eventually it ran out of hair, right? I think so. I kind of remember that doll. Yeah, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. How about you, Joe? What about the doll? Joe, what's that about the doll? No, 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 <laughs> not doll. I'm sure you didn't. Yeah, what was your doll, favorite doll, Joe? <laughs> sorry, uh, your favorite things are were only uh, GI Joes. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all that I when I was young. That's pretty much all I played with was was GI Joes and um, you know, I always liked um, plastic. You know, anything that had to do with the military, really. You know, plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guns or grenades, uh, military, you know, gear. I don't know if, um, well, Chuck, you got, you might, you guys might have remember Mickey Army Navy store. Oh yeah, definitely. I I used to have them tell my, you know, tell my parents, you know, anything from Mickey Army Navy store, anything mm -hmm. that that had to do with the military, because I was yeah. always fascinated with the military. Oh, there was some cool stuff in there, yeah. Oh, absolutely, and I loved being outdoors, so I was always out playing outdoors, playing army playing in the woods so as long as it had to do with gi joes or the military type gear i was all for it and then especially when um desert storm and desert shield uh began yeah. you know i got into the books the cards the uniforms and uh all that stuff i was always glued to the tv watching it so that was that was pretty much it and i you know i did get you know some legos here and there some um like i said some he-man um some oh gosh uh maybe transformers go bots you know some some little odd and end toys here and there but the main uh chunk of it was was gi joe's or like some military stuff that i could use to, to play with outside because you know at the time you know during the summer a big thing was the sandbox i don't even know if people still have those anymore kids yeah that's you something know? i haven't thought about that for years i don't even know yeah. if they still yeah still have them wow the sandbox was huge we had a real big one in the backyard and all the neighborhood kids would come over and we would play gi joes in there some of the the girls would bring their uh barbies or their little um oh what the heck were they uh um rainbow brights or you know whatever oh, and they yeah, would play in there with yeah. us and we'd have like six seven kids in there all throughout the the neighborhood playing in, wow. in the sandbox <laughs> Wow. Oh, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if kids do that anymore. I, no. I don't really hear about sandboxes or anything. No, I don't think so. No. I don't hear. I, to be honest with you, I don't think so, man. I think that's done away with. I think mostly because how dirty they used to get. You know, the parents had to pick up all the sand that came out of it. I don't know. I don't think many kids play outside too much anymore. But that was, no. you know, we had a big sandbox, a swing set next to it. And then. Uh, we had this big wood pile in the back that we used to make uh, forts out of. So, you know, all the neighborhood kids, we would always play there. And we had a nice uh, 
big wooded area. Um, uh, let's see, what was it? Like a yard over from us. So we were constantly outside, either playing in the woods, the sandbox, you know, yeah, doing whatever, yeah. riding bikes. And yeah. so you, you know, I guess, did you like snow in uh, Christmas time or you just like the cold or because if you went to play outside, maybe the cold wasn't your favorite. Oh, no, I, I, I've always liked the cold and the uh, the snow. The snow was the best because oh, we were yeah. always still outside in the snow, building snow forts, snowball fights. Uh, uh, snow, yeah. snow forts were so cool. Those, yeah. We used to do those all the time. My my house was on a, a hill, so we had uh, a nice, uh, on each side of the house, we had a nice hill for sled riding. And it was, it was just like summer. We were outside, you know, from morning to night. It didn't matter if it was rain, snow, or shine. You know, different generation, which you guys, I'm sure, were the same way. But, mm -hmm. you know, today, you don't see that much anymore, uh, sadly. It's 10 after, Joe. No, sadly, oh, yeah. now it's, yeah. Hey, good job, Sherry, because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I'm like deep in thought right now, oh, yeah. thinking yeah. about you know, you reminiscing go. about you know, young days. I'm like, man, those were some good times. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go oh, out and get man. that truck watch, man. Bro, you just reminisce. I'm going to, I'm going to um, build, uh, build forts with Sasquatch and go play army with with Sasquatch and the kids. But yeah, guys, I gotta go. Um, right. Wish nice I could stay on longer. So. Everybody out there in podcast land, uh, enjoy yourselves. You're definitely in good hands with, with these three. And um, I will see you guys next week. And make sure everyone checks us out on the forum, House of the Unusual. There's a lot of cool stuff going on out there. And I want to – I put up a new thread the other day real quick about uh, Christmas life. So I want to see your guys' Christmas trees, your decorations, your ornaments, all that good stuff, man. I want to see what you guys are doing for Christmas I posted some uh, cool pictures of some vintage Christmas stuff I got up there. Oh, so make sure you guys check that out. Yeah. Okay. You know. All right, Chuck, it? Sherry, Eddie, I will see you guys oh, next you week. Go. Okay, we'll Take talk care. to you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, um, I hope Sasquatch doesn't get him, though. Yeah, I'm right. telling you, know? you man. <laughs> they don't like being trapped, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, hey, Eddie, I just wanted to mention that that link you sent me of the gizmo, that's pretty fascinating. You know what, if any of the listeners, maybe you can post it on your on your forum or something. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. It was a 1956, I believe, right, uh, this kid? Well, yeah, actually, if anybody actually, anybody interested, they can. I, I actually have the plans up for sale on eBay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, copies I made, hard copies of the of the plans for the gizmo. Right. But uh, gizmo was a back in the day. Of course, young boys used to look, be a little different than today, where they only play video games. Back then, they would get ahead, and you know, especially building robots. Kid loved that. Even when I was a kid, you know. I mean, of course, when I was a kid, I'm talking about the 50s because that's when Gizmo first was invented. But when I was a kid, uh, building robots were, were one of my favorite things ever. But what I was going to say to you is if you go to um, the history of Boy's Life magazine, you'll notice that I think it was 1957. Somebody introduced a I think it was like five feet tall uh, kind of life size Gizmo, the robot. And they made three versions of it after 1957. Then they had one in 1980-something. And then in, in 2000-something, they had the... They've had like three or four different plans for that robot. Uh, wow. I'll tell you, that was, that was something, you know, the one from 56. I mean, it, it was pretty neat. It walked, it walked forward, uh, its eyes lit up and stuff, and the kid was controlling it with a little panel next to it. You know what? Check it out on, on, on YouTube as well. You sent me the link if any of the listeners wants to see this thing in action that's kind of neat 
Chuck, you said it. I, I think it rolled forward. The hands moved. I don't think it walked, did it? No, no, it just rolled. You know what? Uh, yeah. uh, the motors were kind of big by today's standards. Yeah, they were like low RPM gear motors. I mean, but for 1956, that kid did a pretty good job. Yeah, there, there's several examples in that video I sent you, I think. Yeah, that was neat. Oh. That was really cool. Yeah. And, you know, one thing, like I said, you know, Chuck, for you, that's. <laughs> That's like a cheese to a mouse, you know. You know? Yeah, you know what? Boy, that sure brings back memories because when I was a kid, yeah, I used to take everything apart. And my dad would always say, quit taking things apart, you know. Yeah, but I'd say, Papa, someday this is going to make me a million dollars. Boy, was I wrong, huh? Well, you never know. You never know. I still make you a million dollars, you know. Sherry, um, yeah. how about you? Did you ever do any of that stuff when you were a kid other than just play with your theater? Oh, play with what? Um, did well, you play with your theater, yeah. Did you try building things when you were young, or did you like things that um, that moved? I mean, uh, did you like anything robotic? Did you like anything? Not really. Not I guess not. <laughs> we did. Bo I ha I liked games. Um, skate outside. Um, ride my bike. Uh, play. You know, I don't know. We put on plays and different things out outside. And, oh, that's neat. Yeah, climb trees, play army with the boys. Yeah, you, you were. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Wow. You, it was kind of funny because I remember saying that a lot of the girls would say the girl toys were kind of boring and the boy toys were cool. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, GI Joes, I, I was, I'd like those too. <laughs> yeah, that was, you, you know, Sherry. One thing I'm going to tell you, especially when it, it comes is, and this is kind of interesting because when you brought before up the uh, subject of the showboat, yes, the showboat was like a thing. Now a lot of people, and I'm sure not not just me, because I, I used to love puppets and stuff. Uh -huh. uh, I used to watch Sesame Street all the time, and, uh -huh. and you know the Electric Company, and but what I was going to say, I always wanted to make a puppet theater because obviously. That's something that a lot of people yeah. uh, always, as, as kids, they would have puppets yes. in school. And yes. everybody thought it was kind of cool when they did those little stages and, you know, the puppets were talking and all that stuff. Well, uh, I came across a couple of days ago the story of a Sestrum. This, and now, this was kind of funny and sad at the same time because uh, the lady who played the Wicked Witch of the West in, mm -hmm. uh, in The Wizard of Oz, what was her name, uh, Chuck? Was it Margaret? Yeah, was that Mar Margaret Hamilton? Hamilton? Yes, Ma yeah. Mar that's right, Margaret mm -hmm. Hamilton. She was a teacher, I think, most of her life. And she mm -hmm. loved to do things that would help kids as a teacher, of course. So they asked her to make an appearance of the Wicked Witch of the West in Sesame Street. It was titled episode uh, 487, I believe. And mm -hmm. what happened is that the show, once it came out, it aired one time only, and then they banned it for life. Whoa. The reason, because half of the parents were, you know, writing in and very upset over the fact that their kids got scared stiff with the Margaret. Uh, <laughs> so she actually, instead of helping kids, she scared people. And the funny thing about it is that I said to myself, you know, Margaret is to the Wicked Witch as Bella Lugosi is to, you know, to Dracula and... Boris Karloff is to Frankenstein because anybody who sees a witch in back of their mind, for some reason, they picture her. Yeah. And I think they made a lot of the remakes of witches like in Bugs Bunny and all that stuff based on her. Yeah, that's true. And they look like her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she always had that stigma attached. Boy, she played a good witch, man. She had oh, that. That's what I'm saying. She's the witches, but she scared the bazookas out of kids. Yeah. Finally, I, there was a guy that started tracking the show down 
and tracked it. And finally, there was a private, I don't know where, and then there was a leak. And it leaked on the internet. And some people were able to copy the full episode. It so happened that I got lucky about a couple of days ago that the episode was still on, I guess, because they're trying to take it down each time because I for whatever reason. Ooh, that would be cool. Uh, oh. it, there's stories about it on, on YouTube. You can actually hear stories how the children's uh, oh. television workshop who owns Sesame Street has mm-hmm. tried to you know keep the show uh, under wraps. And um, well, anyway, it, it's a funny show because I did watch it. What happens is she plays a part where she's flying over, uh, of course, over uh, the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And her broom falls off. Yeah. And I think Mr. Cooper finds him. Not Mr. Cooper, uh, David, the guy who played David in the show. Yeah, I know. He finds the broom. And then she comes down, but she's asking for the broom back. But the problem is, as long as a human is touching the broom, she can't get it. Yeah. So David doesn't want to give it to her unless she says a, an apology because she's acting rude. And she, she, she promises to turn, I think, a big bird into a duster, uh, <laughs> all this stuff. But it's really funny, though, because. It, it became, you know, like the show has never aired. And I, I thought to myself, I wonder if I saw it when it first aired in 1976, you know, or 74. Yeah, that would be interesting. Wow. It, it is an interesting thing, but it was it was fun to watch because as I was watching, I remembered every part of that, you know, like the different segments they had. Yeah. And if you guys are familiar with the Jeffersons, you know, that, that funny white guy that would always come to the oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah Tom- borrow some sugar. Yeah, Tom, uh, Tom was it uh, Tom Tom Willis maybe the neighbor? I, I don't yeah. know. No, I don't know if it was well something like that. But yeah, it might have been Tom. I forgot the name of him, but he's the guy in Sesame Street that you always see like he wants to. Paint oh, I know who you it's mean. Tom, no, that was yeah. Mister Bentley. Yeah, Mister Bentley. Bentley. That's right, Mister Bentley. Bentley. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he played yeah, the English, English guy. That's right, Mister Bentley. That's right. Yeah. Now, well, yeah. When you said Willis, Mister Bentley. Yeah. It's the guy in Sesame Street that was always trying to paint the number. Paint the numbers, right. I, I, and I remember one time he was painting the number eight, and some guy had a bald spot in his head, and he's lying on by a pool. Uh, he just comes and he paints the eight on top of the guy's head. Uh, and then he goes eight, and then the guy starts chasing him around. Oh, <laughs> man. That was hilarious. I love the original Sesame Streets. They were they you know were, what they were fantastic grover was cool i love grover back when he was a waiter in that restaurant that's that's what i saw till they had the episode. that's the classic one there man yeah if oh. you if you hear um the one that if i mean if you're able to go on online or if not i'm gonna have to make a copy for you chuck oh I'd love if you to. go online and you watch it, it they have the part there of grover and he uh that was I would, you know, the big bullheaded guy. The that other was so dude, cool. Yep. He says, I wanted, uh, what is it, an alphabet soup. Yeah. yeah. I said, well, it's missing the word A or the letter A. So Gerber goes, oh, I got you. <laughs> he goes back and gets, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's That was the best one. And then the Count was pretty cool, too. Oh, I liked him, too. Yeah. I always loved the Count. Yeah. The cow was my favorite because the cow reminded me mostly of uh, Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi, yeah. yeah. Hey, but getting back to Margaret Hamilton, when she was in The Wizard of Oz, I mean, I mean, I know they put the green makeup on her, but did they actually add something to her chin, her nose, or was that all her face like that? I think it was her face. No, they did add some of it, I believe, Chuck. Yeah, because that was that was unbelievable. Oh my! She, goodness. Yeah, she had a she did have a schnozzle that matched the character. Though. Yeah, that big chin, that pointy chin, and that nose. Oh my goodness! And I do remember her in the seventies. I guess when I was around maybe ten or something, the early seventies, she was Cora I was say, on Maxwell the, House. Maxwell House, uh huh. Yeah, that was neat. Uh-huh. Maxwell House or Maxwell Smart? 
Um, Maxwell oh, House no, Coffee. No, that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, she, uh, was, she, she was Cora. I should say it's what good to the last drop. I guess. Yeah. Is that, yeah. That is correct. You know, I never realized that until you just said that right now. Chuck. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Said, yeah, you're right. It was her. Yeah. The problem is that when she aged, of course, she she still looked, but she did make a good. If you look at her as an old person, she would remind me of a of a teacher that you would see in the Little Rascals. Oh, absolutely. You know, with her makeup and all that stuff. But yeah. I can tell you, though, even in The Wizard of Oz, as a kid, what kind of scared me was her. Like, oh, she, was, oh. she definitely played a wicked witch. Good, I mean, oh, uh, man. She was the best. And then those monkeys, the, the flying. monkeys were scary. Too. Yeah, those flying monkeys scared the crap out of me, man. No. But I think she, the leader was Nico, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't his name Nico? I think the, the leader monkey. I believe it was, but you know, the thing with Margaret that I want to say though, the way she spoke, even in the Sesame Street character, uh, when she's playing there, the witch and stuff, uh, and she's almost an identical twin to the, uh, uh, even though she's years older mm-hmm. to the original, you know, when she did it down yeah, um, right. in the day, I mean, she, it's just amazing how some people can type, be typecast and do such a good job that they become that person forever. Oh yeah, right. that's I guess what she kept you putting on the witch costume throughout the years. Yeah, uh, because that's probably what she did the best. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you figure, like you said, that was 1977 uh, on Sesame Street, and that was 1939 from The Wizard of Oz. That's a long yeah, that's 38 years later. I mean, wow, that's quite a while. You know, and and talking about yeah, you're right. Talking about that one person that actually, you know, when we're talking about typecast, uh, Maxwell Smart was another one when he played Get Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don Adams you know one of the things that, and we were talking about games last week based on him and stuff and if you look at him his career he had you know the the regular you know Maxwell Smart and stuff but then they had Inspector Gadget spinoff that's true him, which was funny Inspector Gadget was right. a heck of a of a show I think they used him as a voiceover on it mm-hmm. um, you know if I'm correct but the thing is that it was an identical thing to the real life show and it was a cool cartoon where the cat was always doing everything. Right. You know, he, he was kind of like the buffoon mm-hmm. type of guy. Um, and anybody out there, you know, me and my son, my son is now 29, of course. But when he was about 24, 25, we watched every season of Get Get Smart one episode at a time. Mm-hmm. And we did it like in four weeks or so because it's got a couple of seasons. And he was cracking up like he loved the show. Yeah, he did. And and then you, of course, you see how they stereotype people in the show, which is really funny. Oh yeah. You know, today that would <laughs> that wouldn't be welcome too much. But no, there was a lot of people too that you know that we recognize from different things. Oh, Bernie yeah. Bernie Copel, Doc from the Love Boat, he was on there quite a bit. I remember. Yo, yeah, uh, he, he was. Uh, he always played the German guy. Yep, he played yeah. the German guy. Uh, Vic Tabak, who played Mel and Mel's Diner, he was on there quite a bit. I yeah, mean, there, there was quite a few characters, yeah. right? And um. There was uh, the funniest one was the one that played the Japanese. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. He would always talk like really. But you know what? The overall, he went on to make several commercials for different games from Aurora and yep. games from, um, I think it was, well, they had Skittle Bowling, Skittle This. Uh, and he was, you know, he became popular with the commercials as well. So one of the things I think too, he's kind of like the, when you see him pick up his shoe to speak on the phone and now we actually have cell phones, you know, <laughs> and we have watch phones. It reminds me because back in the early days of mail order, I'm talking about like really early. Wait, 
I always tell people the golden days of mail order happened between the seven early, like maybe 69 or 68 through about 1982, 84, and then that finished. Yeah. But in the early 70s, that's why really, really when mail order took off. Mm -hmm. I think between 1970 to 1979, uh, you would buy a Boy's Life magazine and you had like four pages of mail order novelties. Oh, yeah. You know, all the jokes and magic and tricks you can order. And that, I mean, that's where I grew up, Chuck, and you grew up. And that's Absolutely. why I'm kind of stuck in that era. Yeah. But in the early 60s, I mean, not early, let's go back late 60s, like 65, 66, um, they used to have the wrist phone radios, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, all that stuff that I think were kind of like spy stuff. Spy things, yeah. Agent Zero, uh, they had a uh, yeah, spy pen. Right, the spy pen and, and and spy stuff became very popular. Dick Tracy, where you can mail in for his code decoder ring, and mm -hmm. well, that stuff was early nineteen, um, in early seventies or late sixties. By right. nineteen seventy, um, the Dick Tracy decoder ring that you could send away for the Superman ring and stuff like that really weren't seen that much. Um, they they did stay on to like 1971, 72, but then that's when, you know, the monster size monsters came in and which is the Frankenstein and Boney the skeleton and the original six foot and six foot Frankenstein and Dracula was still being sold, but they were the six foot Frankenstein and Dracula it, it aired first in 1964, I believe 66 mm -hmm. in back of, I forgot what year exactly it was, but it came out, I think it was 64. Mm -hmm. uh, where it was introduced in um, Famous Monsters of Filmland, issue number 126 that has the outer limits in the cover. Yeah. I think that's the first ad that it actually ran, or it might have been in other ma magazines at the time, like Creepy and Eerie, you know, that were around. Mm -hmm. um, they feature, you know, they would sell them. But then as they, of course, the Captain Company uh, was pretty big in, in Famous Monsters, always selling the, the mask and the monsters and the model kits, and they just, you know, dominated the, the scene. And then as the 1970s got, you know, later on, like in 1974 and 75, the seven-foot monster ghost was being sold by about six different companies at the time. Yeah. And then, you know, the Frankenstein, the green one that we grew up with, and the skeleton, Boney, and Frank were sold originally in 1970 by Johnson Smith. Then Honor House took over with it and, and sold it for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and but, but it's kind of fun. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing those years up and stuff is because a lot of us, when we look at toys that we, we see, especially that were advertised on television and stuff, and we look at novelties, of course, you never saw a novelty advertising in, in television. That's why the x-ray glasses were so popular. You couldn't go to a store and get them. No, you're you right. You order them on the mail. You couldn't find a joy buzzer in any store. Yeah. Even though rarely... If you were lucky to live next to one, which is kind of funny because me being in uh, New York and New Jersey, S.S. Adams yeah, right, right. were very big in, in many places where they would put up uh, display cases in magic shops and stuff. Yeah. I got to tell you, I never saw one growing up until probably I got married and then Toys R Us started getting racks. And, mm -hmm. and, you, would, you know, and that's what made S.S. Adams popular were the racks. So I remember back in the early to mid seventies, we had a, a Woolworths 
not far from us. And yeah, they would get a rack every once in a while. And it was the coldest stuff. It was it was the blister carded uh, uh, the, the atom stuff. Like you said, it had the little multiplying sponge rabbits, uh, the joy buzzers, you know, all, well, all the neat stuff. It was cool. The that wasn't. <laughs> uh, whoopee cushions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whoopee But you know what I wanted to tell you? Those racks actually, for some reason, were not available in New York City where I grew up. Wow. And in New Jersey, you wouldn't see them. And in fact, I remember, I'll never forget this. I was walking on Broadway with my grandmother, and I came into a little uh, Chinese store on Broadway. I think uh, I forgot it was like 170 something street. And I do you know where I was. It was actually past 180th Street on Broadway. And this little store, I go inside and I saw a joy buzzer. That's the mm -hmm. first time I ever saw a real joy buzzer. Okay. I must have been yeah. like seven, eight years old uh. or maybe six, seven years old. And when I saw it, it was 50 cents, man. And it was the metallic, cheap Chinese uh, version. Right. So I think it was said made in Hong Kong, I remember. Mm. And that particular, I got to tell you something. I got it. It was 50 cents. I was so excited. Yeah. I thought at that time, reading the comics, that he actually gave you an electric shock. <laughs> because, you know, when you see the kid is jumping yeah. up in the air when he's right. shaking. And I didn't know it was just a buzzing sound, but. I bought it and I think I, I wound it like two times and then it broke, right? <laughs> and, oh and, and it made me very sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Eddie, way back in the early 70s, I'll never forget this. I sent for five. It was in the back of a magazine. I'm, and I'm not sure which ones they were. They were a dollar a piece. I saved my allowance. I took uh, pop bottles to stores. I got up to five bucks. And, and so we wrote out the order and my mother got the money. And we made a made a money order. I sent it. I never got it. And that was nineteen seven. I guess I'm still waiting. It's only been fifty years. So. What what were the magazines about? It, it was some kind of scary scary stuff. You know what? It just looked so cool. And, and there were and so some dishonest cretin out there. Well, kept kept the five dollar money order, and uh, I just never never, never sent the books. And back in those days, I mean, it was harder to keep track of, of things. You couldn't yeah. really trace a lot of things like like nowadays you know 50 years yeah, ago yeah you don't know if it, they were sent it to the wrong address and sometimes you know what yeah I got, I got this experience when i got with lou weiss and we re we ramped uh pawn factory back in the 80s yeah I, when the orders came in man they were handwritten by little kids little it kids was tough, man. hard to read yeah. oh my god was it i still have all the original envelopes which is so oh tough. that's that's I, nice i saved the shoe box i got you have two shoe boxes with several thousand orders inside Oh, uh, that's nice. That's a good idea, Eddie. You could sit down some night and just look at those I actually, things. I've done, I've done it, and it's amazing how you know the writing was. But you know, Chuck, what I wanted to also say when you're saying, I ordered as a kid in back of Harvey Comics. They used to sell, um, I think it was five records and five comic books. Oh, you get ten records. I don't remember. It was five. I think it was five of Richie Rich, Casper. Yeah, uh, and they had like forty fives, and they had songs like Casper, Casper, what you're doing on, you know, things like that, which was funny. And I kept those records. Today, I only have about three or four of the original because I lost in the fire that yeah. I had all of them. But I was able to obtain two or three, two or three. I'm not too sure if I have that many of those original records. And you know what? They're phenomenal. But at that time, for the five dollars. That was a bargain because you got five forty-fives. Yeah, really. And you got um, you know, five, uh, and I think it was like a dollar shipping, <laughs> uh, five comics. But one thing I wanted to also tell you is, those were the years when there were such toys that came out. And I'm sure Sherry remembers them. And so, you remember Gunfighter at OK Corral? Oh, I actually had that. That was cool. 
That was neat. Do you remember that, Sherry? No, I don't. Uh -uh. That's the one that you had two guns in each side, and, and you mm -hmm. had a, it was like a rectangular board. That was neat. You shot at each other mm -hmm. uh, through this. Uh, what was it like a ball bearings like big play on ball it, bearings? exactly it was ball bearings i think there was targets that flipped or something wasn't there no 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 what happened was if you remember with gunfighter okay corral you had a, a cowboy on each gun and you that's it flipped it on with a spring that was in the bottom of the gun and then you put the gun in each side you had a cactus and that's a rock it. you had the town on each side like two plastic towns you clipped onto the the board and then you shot at each other. You got to hide behind the cactus or the. That was it. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, you actually had that. That was so cool. That was, you know, that was actually one. That's probably one of my favorite games, other than the one I mentioned last week. Yeah, but, that was cool. And I had Ganip Ganop. And it. Oh, finally, yes. I yes. just figured out about a year ago it's spelled ping pong backwards. I never thought of that oh, when I was really? a kid. Yeah, it just hit me about a year ago. What's that about? <laughs> it, it was, it was, uh, it was the ball bearing type of thing where you would shoot and you. And you shoot different targets, and there was rotating, spinning things, and uh, there was a gun that you held up to a transparent plexiglass panel, and and uh, the ball bearings uh, would be magnetized that stick to the gun, and then when you pulled the trigger, uh, there was a piece that went in and out real quick, and it would it would pulse, and it would push the ball bearings, and you'd shoot different. Uh, Shoot different things, I believe. Wasn't that, or, or am I mixed up with something else, Eddie? I, I think that wasn't called Ganip Ganap. Ganip Ganap, I think, was a different one. The one you oh, that was the about. balls where you hit with the, with the, with the pat, where you hit with the buttons. Yeah, Ganip right, Ganip. right, right, right. No, no, the, the one you're talking about is, I remember it's about the size, a little bit, I don't know, like a, not a shoe box, but it was like a triangular plastic thing. It was in yellow. It was, a shooting, it, it was some type of a shooting gallery. Right. It had a shooting gallery, but it was kind of funny, though, because it had slots in the front. And what you did is you took a pistol and you went up to the BB or the, the you know, the ball bearing. The small ball And you bearing. lifted it up to where you wanted to shoot. And then when you pulled the trigger up against the plastic. Exactly. The trigger would, you know, snap a thing would snap and would hit the ball, shoot the ball. Yeah. Inside the plastic. Yeah, that was cool. I had that too, and I had Ganip Ganop. But that that shooting gallery was fun. It was really neat. Well, there was also another one that came out during that time, Chuck. But this one, the only problem that this one had for some reason, even that particular one lasted more, even though it was kind of, you know, crappy the way you had to lift up the ball and shoot the thing. Yeah. But um, there was another one that was actually it was a shooting gallery, and it had a machine gun that would shoot BBs. Oh, it was I battery that. operated and it was red with uh, four plastic legs that would come off the table. And inside you had a ghost in the end, a bopping head ghost. That was had metallic. You remember those metallic ducks? And then neat. when you put batteries, it would go like, you know, that sound. And it would shoot the, the BBs at all the targets. The only problem that had is where the, where the, um, the shooting, uh, the machine gun was located in the front of it. Mm -hmm. There was a plastic thing that kept the BBs from falling out as you moved. The, but the plastic thing, every time you moved the machine gun around, like to the left and right, eventually broke off and fell off. Oh. And would have the BBs coming out where the machines... Because what ha would happen was is that when you shot it, if you remember, it would go, but then the BBs will all settle and come down and, and automatically slip back into the machine gun. I do remember that. Yeah. The bottom was open, so it would just keep shooting over and over and over, and it would self-load. You just waited for it to go, you know, go like, you could hear like, go tick, 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 tick <laughs> and you keep shooting again. That was phenomenal. In fact, um, I was able to repurchase that item, um, which 
unless I lost it in the fire, I still have it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I that was it's a really phenomenal item. And my favorite part of it was the the shooting end. And I think the the part that I liked the most was the part that had like a ghost. I think it was with a bopping head. That was neat. You would hit it, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. But those the those were very popular at the time, Chuck and. Yeah, they were very popular. Yeah, hey, hey, but I'm still waiting for my, for my magazines. Come on, it's been 50 years. Send them. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she said I'm not getting the money. I thought I don't think so. I know a similar story. Of somebody who ordered the Polaris submarine and they're still waiting for it to this day. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah, I was so disappointed. No kidding. I said, "Where's my magazines?" Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, when I ordered my seven foot goals from Honor House, I gotta admit, man, that thing was like three months. I think it went over eight weeks if I remember to is get. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, and it's like you know, you're like, but you know, I don't recall ever not getting something. That's the funny thing. I never lost anything I ordered. Mm-hmm. It got to me. Um, what I mean, it was the same mailman, of course, for years and years, probably till I even left New York City. He was still the mailman there. And, you know, so I always got my mail. I'm sure he knew what was mine. And Right. But but I got to tell you, though, uh, I'll, I'll never forget. When I first got my first Monster Ghost in Honor House, man, that was actually my very first mail order item ever received. And it came in a six by nine yellow envelope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was looking for a box. Oh, you were, you were expecting a box uh, seven feet tall. I know. <laughs> and, and somehow, yeah, but I still believe that my seven foot thing was in there. Like I looked at that envelope and it was squishy because it was a plastic inside. Yeah. And yeah. then when I took it out, I remember very clearly the instructions were wrapped around the ghost with a rubber band. <laughs> so basically, it's it's a uh, the instructions were like, you know, an eight and a half by eleven regular standard sheet of paper folded in half, right? Yeah. But it would just be the folding half, you know, you wouldn't have the full paper be like half the paper and it was folded around the plastic inside the plastic. When you took it apart, you had the balloon and mm-hmm. the invisible control line and the glow in the dark eyes. Mm-hmm. And it had a rubber band around it. One thing that I'll never forget, which, Oh gosh, I, I someday, someday somebody might have an honor house ghost out there. I mean, I do have, my original Honor House Ghost, the one that I, of course, that everybody saw in Mail Order Mystery. That's one of my Melton Ghost, which is the one I ordered after the first one. Okay, right. But the very first one, my, my head popped and I was devastated. <laughs> and, and the way that happened, I think I, I just put it together one day and we had, uh, now everybody knows in New York City, the buildings are 100 years old, so... We had a gas light. It wasn't really a gas light anymore. They had, you know, uh, they had made it into an electrical light, but it had where, you know, where you put uh, the bottom where you tie in the the plate that goes on the upside down plate and you screw in. Right, right. The ceiling lights, the ceiling lights. Mm-hmm. And I put the ghost string through that hoop. It had like oh, a hoop. I got you. And when the ghost got a little high, the, the light bulb touched it and pow! It popped. It popped. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I was devastated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I asked for the friendly ghost face, man. I bought those I bought those dinosaurs, Eddie. I remember I was expecting a big box. It was like those six dinosaurs that are supposed to be remote Yeah, se- seven dinosaurs. Seven, seven gigantic dinosaurs. That was the same thing as the monster ghost. Yeah, yeah. So, so I told my parents, I said, there's going to be a big box coming here. And it was a little envelope. And I opened it. I said, what? And it was balloons with flat cutout feet that you 
Oh, yeah, sir. well, you see, mine's are actually pictured. I still have mine, and they're actually pictured in... Uh, is in the book, yeah, yeah. Book. You, you know what, Eddie? I was the biggest sucker, and, and so I pulled that out. I put it together, and uh, I can remember my mom saying, "Quit buying this stuff. What's wrong with yeah. you?" Yeah, I was a sucker. Oh. But 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 you know what's funny when you say that though, Chuck, and everything like that. Even with the the monster ghosts and stuff, what I was, you know, what I even mentioned before, the instructions that came with the Honor House ghost were yeah. one of a kind. Yeah, one they of actually a kind. had a photograph of a ghost, and I'll never forget this, there was like a rocking chair mm -hmm. in a dark room, and there was a window that was, it was like light outside, but it was just enough light coming into the room where the ghost was just coming, standing, like flying right next to the chair. Right. It, it was a scary looking thing. It and was actually, cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was so cool that when I saw that, I was like, wow, yeah. this is cool. Oh yeah, some of those some of those graphics. Hey, how about the Gale House, the Gale House uh, record? That that little that little creepy monster on that record label was unbelievable, man. Well, the the oh. thing that was funny about that creepy guy though, it's it, it it was better, and that's the funny thing about that. When you look at the Honor House, the ad in Honor House was okay, but when you got the actual instructions mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the Monster Ghost, they were unlike anything I've seen. And I, yeah. I wish, like I said, I could come across a sheet somewhere because I. Yeah. I would definitely pay a lot of money to get that. You know, I want to see the original photograph. But one thing I'm going to tell you with what you just said right now, the Gale House has a phenomenal looking ad. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful ad. You can't beat it. But when you got the actual uh, record, mm -hmm. it was just a little face in black and white, mm -hmm. not too much graphics on it. No. It actually is more graphical on the comic ad on the than comic it is ad. on yeah. the record. And then it came in a white plain sleeve. A white, yeah, it did. It was a plain sleeve. You're right. Yeah, yeah. it didn't. It didn't have uh, much anything, and which is kind of surprising because if you people don't realize this, but the Gale House, which is a G A Y L E Gale House, right? Um, that sold that record also used to have a couple of full page and half page mm -hmm. advertisements of different products. I'm surprised. I mean, not that I ever heard of or know, but a lot of companies failed including Honor House, to send catalogs mm -hmm. when they sent orders. Now, Honor House was big in catalogs in the 40s, and they produced quite a few because I own over 47 original Honor House catalogs. Yeah, But the ones that made the most money for Honor House was when they printed the 22 by 24 inch flyers. Oh, those were great. And, you know, I have three of the originals. Mm -hmm. you know? Those were so cool. But you know what I don't understand, Chuck, about it, though, is I ordered from Honor House several times, and I would say out of 10 times, only two times did it have a catalog inside. Only two times. That was neat. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're, it's surprising to see. Again, I think they made so much money in their comic book ads that they didn't need to include on They didn't need to, yeah. That was uh, that was so cool. I, I think they were I think they were printed in red ink, if I'm not mistaken. Were they red no, ink? No, no, they were not printed. They were just black and white. Not black red. and white. Okay, yeah. okay, that was so um, cool. Johnson Smith also like you know you would buy things from Johnson Smith. It, it would tell you if you want the catalog, send twenty five cents. Right, right. But you never got a free catalog in a, in a, like you know in an order, wow. um, which is kind of bizarre because then again that's what made their back ends like. Oh, yeah. The reason a lot of, especially in the early 80s and, and even to the late 80s, all mm. companies, and I remember learning everything I did and reading books about mail order, they would mm. always tell you, make sure you include a catalog. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the 70s, a lot of those, so the Gale House, I don't think ever sent out a no. catalog or a flyer. 
no, in I don't. Fact, if you notice, yeah. their ads disappeared altogether. Oh yeah. Uh, only the the record was the thing they always constantly sold. Oh yeah. Let's be honest, it was a phenomenal ad. Oh it, yes, it was. It's over for a haunt. Yep. Hey, not to not to interrupt you, but I think we're about a minute left, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. See yeah. how time flies. Or 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 possibly two. I, I, well, I'm well, uh, we actually had no. We have a couple. We have a couple. Yeah, we have um, a couple. We're we're okay. Not a minute. We have about five minutes left to go. So oh really? Sherry, okay. Sherry, tell us yes. your, your mail order history. Sherry, you got anything you can tell us? Yeah, my sea monkeys. Remember? <laughs> oh my god! You're still waiting for them? No, I'm still waiting for them. I pitched oh. in with a girl named Marlene, um, and I don't know. It was supposed to come to her house. She said she never got them. I believed her. I don't know. Chuck thinks I was scammed by her. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> probably that's that's probably what I think happened because kids would have done that. Maybe and, so. It was and, about the yeah, about sixth grade. Yeah. Here's my question: Did Todd ever make good on that? <laughs> Todd Budge with his. Oh, his, oh no, no. no, 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 no. We no, never because I believe we had spoken about having uh, a set sent to you, and then you would try to grow them and take pictures to see what happened. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be fun. I yeah, do well, it. Actually, guess what? One set is being sent to you as we speak right now. Oh, really? Yes, and we're gonna have to make sure make sure that you take pictures so that Todd, even though sure. he's probably we're gonna have to bring it up to his attention that he ruined your childhood, even though it wasn't. <laughs> you know? But we're gonna blame him because he's the CEO now for the Sea Monkeys. There you go. We, we want to blame him for everything that goes with poor the sea Todd. Monkeys. Yeah. Oh. So we definitely have to do that. So um, sounds good. Sounds but otherwise, <laughs> I don't think I really was too much into um, the mail orders on the back of the comics. You used to read Archie. Archie. Yeah, I used to read Archie. Oh, Archie, and, Archie yeah, had those, a lot of ads. No, yeah, Archie. especially at the doctor's offices. They always had that, you know. But I wasn't really into too many comics as well. But the, yeah. Arch, the Archies, I, I have about two, 3,000 Archies. From <laughs> oh, I probably read them at one time in my life. Yeah, isn't that well, funny? They're filled with ads, though. They're filled with a lot of ads. Yeah, uh, I guess is... I just never, I I would, I would think about it like those X-ray glasses or spy things, you know. But I never did send off for anything except those uh, sea monkeys. Except the sea monkeys, and then you you were had with it, so you. Felt... And I said, forget it. I'm not sending for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> as as time is is closing, you know another thing that I'm gonna. Do you guys remember all the uh, binoculars you could always order in mail? Oh yeah, yeah, those yeah. were neat. Yeah. The first it started with the spy pen that everybody sold the spy pen, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then the binoculars. I think they were two dollars and ninety eight cents, and it promised you could see up to fifty miles away. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That was something. Crazy. Yeah, I love the way they just you know see fifty miles, see up to two miles, <laughs> how many miles, and then you always you guys remember the folding binoculars that fold into like a little. Oh uh, yeah, those were cool. Yeah, they folded down to like a little purse, mm -hmm. not a purse, but um, like a little. Uh, they you just fold and then you clicked open the? It looked like a wallet. Yeah, those were neat. Remember those? Yeah. They would snap shut, and you push a little like a little metal button and it, it. open it yep. well one last one i want to see to see if you sherry remember do you guys remember that they used to sell a pair of glasses that were like binoculars 
Oh, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. They had a, like a conical type of thing. Right, of, right. Yeah, and then you would turn a, a thing on your eye thing, and then it would go forward. Mm -hmm. So it was binoculars, but they were actually eyeglasses. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Those, those binoculars, believe it or not, Honor House took it to the next level, where they actually created two round discs, and they put a feather in, it and they called them X-ray uh, binoculars. But anyway, uh, guys, uh, we come to an end. Another beautiful week. Uh, we're yeah. two to a couple of days away from Christmas now. Three, yeah. three weeks away, right? Yeah. So yeah. having said that, any last words, guys? No, everybody have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, God willing, we'll see you. Yeah. Got, talk to you guys next week. All right, God bless. Good night, guys. Okay, okay. good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye.